Now what? 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 We got it. Um, our spray. I know. I'm like I'm missing out on something here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. You are. Uh, we have a guest with us today. We do. I'm excited for today. I'm excited for today, too. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And we're hanging out with you. And we have a special guest today, uh, my dear friend Sonia Level from Stellar Woman. And she is from one of my favorite places in the world, Australia. You might have heard that little accent that just kind of snuck in. (laughs) Sonia, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's amazing to be here. I'm so, so excited to chat to you. Lovely ladies. Oh, so Sonia and I go back quite quite a few years. I want to say it's been like mm-hmm. at least 10 years we've known each other. Mm. It would be, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of amazing in the online world. Yeah. Right? We met each other in the online space. We met in person. Uh, our families know each other. My mm-hmm. kid met her. Like, it's really, really cool. It is. I love it. Uh, we crossed but, over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, we're continuing on in our series around s- sobriety and recovery. And I thought, you know, you'd be a perfect guest to come on and share a little bit about what happens uh, as we age, you know, in life. Tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, I have not hit menopause yet. So when I look at what my mom went through and also put us through i'm sure not wanting to she was not a very pleasant person so you know i as this comes i'm like i don't want to be like that so how do i better prepare because you know even when i quit drinking i was an emotional basket case and i finally just got you know a bit of a grasp on how to handle my emotions so now what yeah now what and let me back up because you know sonia has um she has quite a great history and I'm, I want you to get into your story for a little bit uh, because I think that's going to change our conversation here, but she has a wonderful podcast, right? Around menopause. Yeah. Uh, and she has a community uh, for women, you know, the stellar women community. Uh, but let's back up a little bit and just share a little snip on your story on how you got to where you're at with doing the work that you do. That is so, so important for women at in mid age. Yeah, cool. So my story, I guess uh, we need to just hit rewind back to five years ago when I was 47. I was, um, I've been a personal trainer for over 13 years now. So that's a part of my, my kind of story as well. But five years ago, uh, at the age of 47, I received a breast cancer diagnosis and, um, it, you know, for most people, a breast cancer or a cancer diagnosis is a bit of a bolt out of the blue. Um, I had no family history. There was no genetic reason why I should have, um, you know, been diagnosed with cancer, but it was. And um, as a result of that, I went through a lot of active treatment. I had um, surgery, I had chemotherapy, I had radiotherapy, and I then went on to um, some hormone um, therapy afterwards. Um, 
But as a result of the treatment that I had, predominantly chemotherapy, I went into what they call a medically induced menopause. So my menopause was basically sped up. And I had this conversation with my oncologist that I remember so vividly at our very first meeting. And he said to me, uh, okay, so you're 47. So given how close you are in age to your natural menopause, uh, you'll probably go into menopause as a result of your chemotherapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, I was traumatized in any way. And I just went, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. I, I did not even know what that meant. Like, mm -hmm. and in my very naive brain, I kind of went, oh, cool. That's one less thing I'll have to worry about in a couple of years time. Oh Yay God. me. <laughs> but unfortunately the um the supportive system here did there was no further explanation for me it was just literally like that's what's going to happen okay cool moving on mm. and so I had my last natural period literally between my surgery and starting my first chemotherapy and I never had my period again it just never came back and then during treatment I mean it is, it is a basket of hell. Like it is just, you've got all the, the trauma that you're dealing with emotionally. Um, you are having all sorts of side effects from all the medication that you're on and all the treatments that you're having. And it's really hard to unravel what symptoms you're experiencing are being caused by what. So I started, the first thing I suppose I really noticed I was having was these horrendous hot flashes and to the point where I was having what's night sweats, which are different to hot flashes or as you guys call them hot, yeah, hot flashes. We call them hot, hot flashes. flashes. You call them hot flashes. Um, but I had night sweats, which were mm -hmm. even worse. They're literally like hot flashes on steroids. They're horrendous. Um, like and I was told. Yeah, it literally is. I would have to wake my, I'd wake up and I would literally be soaked through yeah. and I would have to wake my husband up because I'd have to change the sheets on the bed because the bed was also wet through. And it's quite, it's, there's a lot of shame attached yeah. to that. It's, yeah. it's, you know, and you also are like, what the hell is going on with my body? Like, mm -hmm. seriously. Um, so I started but talking to my nurses. Just, pause for a second there, hmm. because I think that's really interesting to just, you know, I'm so invested in the human body and how powerful that transformation is. Like there is something, and, and women don't just gloss over it. Like it's just happening and it's an inconvenience. Mm. Like it's a bummer. Mm. But the body is actually speaking to you. There is mm. a rite of passage that is occurring. And we don't like, we just, pfft, this isn't, yeah, it's a problem. Ah, it's too much. But it's really, it's, it's a powerful moment. I think that we all go through and we don't even talk about it. Mm -hmm. No. And uh, one of the reasons why it's not spoken about so much is because there is so much shame and stigma attached to it. You know, unfortunately, Tamar, you talked about the experience that your mum had and your experience as a result of what your mum had. And, you know, A, I'm really sorry that that was your experience and for your mum as well. You know, you think it was hard on you. That was so incredibly hard on her. Like, yeah. You know, that that is it's I those stories just break my heart and there is a generational trauma that is passed on as a result which is what you know you've already expressed yourself and I've had I've had other really young girls in their 20s reach out to me and say I'm terrified about menopause because my mum had this really awful experience and I'm like honey you're 20 like you know you don't need to be worrying about that just yet but also the other thing that's really key to remember is every 
single woman's experience of menopause will be different. And I liken it to childbirth. Every woman's experience in childbirth is completely different and menopause will be the same. And there are also many factors that contribute to what you will experience as a result of your menopause. So um, there are some really crazy things out there. Like if you live at altitude, your experience to menopause will be different to somebody who lives closer to, you know, sea level. If you, so if your mum was a smoker, Tamar, she, her, um, her menopause may, will have been, her menopausal symptoms could have been exacerbated as a result. If you're not a smoker, then you're not going to experience the same experience that she did. So Mm -hmm. It's really hard to to really kind of um, remove that generational trauma when it does exist, but it is also really key to remember that your experience will be incredibly different to what your mum's was, um, purely because you are a completely different human being. That's for sure. We are completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Probably on lots of levels. (laughs) So many levels, so many levels. And it's just, you know, you hear all these different stories from different women having the different experience. And and I do know this, but yeah, it's that generational trauma. It's like, oh, I hope I'm not like her. It's kind of like, you know, your mom doing things your whole life and as an mm-hmm. adult, you're like, you do something and it's like, oh, that's what my mom used to do. Like that's. Yeah. You say something, you go, oh my God, my, that, that, mom, that was my mom. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and the other thing that I was going to mention too, Lane, you talked about how, you know, there are women that just gloss over menopause and, um, you know, it is really important to remember that. So, you know, every single woman, woman that is born with reproductive um, organs will go through menopause. So, but. of women will literally cruise through. They will, they will, it'll, there won't even be a bump in the road for them. It is a smooth transition. Their life really doesn't change other than their period stop. But for the other 80% of women, there will be one or more symptoms that they'll experience. So what we have to remember is for those 20% of women that are lucky enough to just cruise through, they have to remember not to diminish the experience for those that do then struggle with symptoms. So, you know, one of the things that really irks me is when you hear somebody go, oh, I don't know what you're all bitching about. I'm sorry, I swear. So if, if I swear too much, you can beat me. But, you know, you, you hear a, a comment like, you know, I don't know what you're all bitching about. You, you just, you put your head down, you get through it and it's, it's, it's easy, but it's not for every woman. And we need to really honor that. And I think it's really important that we come together as a collective. We, regardless of what our personal experience was or will be, that we understand what, a, what symptoms are for perimenopause and menopause so that we can support women when they're going through it, whether it's your sister, whether it's your partner, whether it's your employee, whether it's your best friend, you know, just because it was easy for you doesn't mean it's going to be easy for everybody else. And you need to understand that and be able to support other women through it um, if it's not easy for them. I think there's, that is hard stop statement right? Let's be supportive of other women's journey. And, you know, this series that we're in right now, we're talking about, you know, finding support for your recovery mm-hmm. and, you know, living this, this sober alcohol-free life. And when we're in mid middle age, or, you know, when we are approaching, um, the season of our life. And I, I think a lot of women drink through it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of women that just drink through that menopause or that perimenopause and it makes it so much worse. Mm-hmm. You know, that 80% mm-hmm. <laughs> is like suicidal. Mm. Right. Well, what's really interesting is we know that alcohol um, exacerbates hot flashes, mm. exacerbates um, night sweats. Mm-hmm. It um, exacerbates your emotional regulation. So your ability to regulate your emotions and you are yeah. on a roller coaster from a hormonal perspective, which is okay. playing into your emotions. And then you add drinking in on top of oh. that. And, you know, Deadly. It, it, it really is. And for some women, it, you know, the other thing that we have to be really conscious about and talk about a lot is the mental health aspects of um, menopause as well. You know, there are actually, um, you know, significant mental health changes so estrogen which is you know our hormone that is estrogen and progesterone are your hormones that are predominantly all over the shop during your perimenopause and menopause estrogen is a really important hormone in the brain and plays a massive role in our mental health and so during perimenopause menopause when that is roller coasting all over the place some women do experience um higher cases of anxiety depression um and, you know, when you're drinking on top of that, it's just, it just, just can be such a, a, a tricky place to find yourself in. And I'm going to add to that because a lot of, you know, a lot of our women are in recovery and they're in their recovery a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's when the hormones are so erratic, you know, our thinking becomes unclear mm-hmm. and then it's not so much perhaps reaching for a drink, it's drinking five cups of coffee. It's Mm -hmm. drinking three slices of cake. It's, you know, like the self-care, right. right? That becomes something else that just, again, the damage, (laughs) it's like doing damage control. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. So for our ladies who are, you know, in recovery and, you know, perhaps in this stage or coming up on this stage, you know, what can you share with them on how to navigate a little bit? From the drinking perspective or just in the whole thing in general? In the whole thing, you don't have to worry about the drinking so much, but Mm -hmm. in the whole thing, like, you know, it's, it is a hormonal nightmare that that 80%, you know, go through. So what are some things that you would share, you know, one or two things that would help them kind of make that stride a little bit easier. Easier. Got it. So there's two parts to that. Um, So the first part is um, I'm a huge advocate for women from the time they turn 40. So you hit into your forties that you use that as an opportunity to really take stock of your life. And, you know, I like to talk about making decisions in your 40s that are going to make you future fit and future healthy, okay? So we want to be looking at what exercise we're doing, um, what what our nutrition is like, um, how is our mental health? And, you know, how much are we drinking or using other crutches, um, whether it be, like you said, you know, the the sugar or the, um, you know, for some women, it can be the caffeine. Yeah. So what crutches are you using? And starting to get a, a little bit of a handle on getting into a healthy space with your mind, your body and your emotions that will make 
that transition through perimenopause that little bit easier to manage because you've made decisions earlier to be in a good position. So, um, you know, the lifestyle factors that I talk about a lot with women are nutrition. Um, there is a significant amount of women in the world who are under fueling and under eating. And there is a whole series of podcasts that we could go through around why that is the case. But for now, let's just talk about the fact that it is the case. And one of the things that becomes really important for women to start looking at from a nutritional perspective is their protein. How much protein are you getting in your diet? Whether you're on a plant-based diet or whether you eat the full spectrum of um, you know, options, upping your protein once you're into your 40s plays a huge part in um you know, putting you in the best position you can be in your 50s, 60s and onwards. Um, and obviously, you know, we want to be getting all the colors of the rainbow with our fruits and veg and, you know, eating carbs, please eat carbs, please eat the rice, please eat the bread, <laughs> please eat all the things. Um, it's all about moderation and, um, you know, not eliminating anything from your diet. Um, so then when we talk about um, exercise, we want to be looking at two parts of our exercise. Um, what is called NEAT. So NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis and NEAT is your unintentional exercise that you get throughout the day. So that is everything from walking to your car, carrying your loads of groceries up and down the stairs, standing at your desk versus sitting at your desk, pacing around the room when you're on the phone, mowing the lawns on the weekend, all of that is your NEAT. Getting enough NEAT each day is actually almost more important than doing your 45 minutes or one hour of exercise each day. So NEAT becomes really important, that constant movement. Um, and then we have our structured exercise, which is um, where we need to be looking at how much strength training we're doing, how much cardio we're doing. Are we looking after our heart health, our bone health, um, building muscle, all of that sort of thing. Um, and sleep and stress management are other areas where we can, we can really be pro as proactive as possible in our 40s around all of those areas is going to put you in the best case possible when you do hit that emotional roller coaster and hormonal roller coaster of perimenopause and menopause. So there's a couple of things that you hit on. Uh, I'll start with the neat first. I learned about neat just last year and I learned about it because of my son, because of Adrian, mm -hmm. he has mm -hmm. an incredible amount of it happening. And then I realized I have like, I'm constantly, my husband's like, why are you, you're so busy. And I'm like, no, I'm not because I don't, right. You don't see my, it. It's me, it's me. Right. It's just me. But then I watch my kid do it. So then I started doing research on it and I realized, you know, it's actually a good thing. Um, it's, it's okay. Uh, so <laughs> I love, I love hearing that. Uh, and the other point that you, you know, just kind of mentioned is that under fueling under eating, right. And I suffer from under eating under fueling. And it's been one of the struggles, uh, to be consistent with putting that protein into my body. It is a struggle in the morning in particular, you know, and, and I'm really grateful that I do the work that I do now with DNA and really understanding what's happening inside at that cellular, you know, the, at that DNA level yeah. of the importance of getting that sufficient amount of protein into my body. It makes night and day difference. Mm. Like it really does like 
I'm raging bitch or I'm like super sweet, right? It, it, it literally is about the protein that I get in and it, plant protein. I'm, you know, I'm around that. I'm not huge yep. on beef, but you know, we're again, going back to working with somebody like yourself, like us who understands a nutritionist, right? Like your doctor working with somebody to understand like, what are those pillars that are yeah. going to get me through, you know, 40, you know, to, to the end. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody's different. Everybody yeah. is so different. Tamar, how old are you? Almost 47. Yeah. It's going to start hitting. It is. And it's something <laughs> it, is. I, it is. And I'm very, I'm very well, aware you are of it. Perimenopausal. So it's that simple. You, you are in perimenopause. So mm -hmm. you're in your perimenopausal years and you know, your perimenopause for most women will start um, anywhere from 41 onwards and perimenopause is deemed to be the six to eight years leading up to your menopause. Now, mm -hmm. what this is a really cool thing that I didn't realize until I learned it. And that is that menopause is one day on the calendar. Okay. So you are in menopause on the day that is 12 months from your last natural period. Okay. So that That's is it. when you are in menopause from that time after you are postmenopausal. So we have three phases. We have perimenopause, which is the six to eight years leading up to our natural menopause. Average age for women for their natural menopause here in Australia and New Zealand is 51. And then um, so you have you you stop your period 12 months later, menopause, postmenopausal from then on. So you, my love, are perimenopausal. Okay. Well, good to know. Thank you for explaining that further. <laughs> um, you know, you were talking about the night sweats and this is something, as you mentioned, you know, having to wake up your husband at night. I have a girlfriend and we've actually laughed about this conversation saying, ha ha ha, hopefully we don't get that and go into menopause at the same time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a real mess. But um, so you, you, can actually, you know, with, and I'm very fortunate, I've had women that have gone through menopause and much like you talked about, they looked at their exercise, they looked at what they were consuming food and nutrition wise, and it was very light for them. They didn't really, you know, experience mm. much. And, you know, they say, I didn't because I took care of my body. So I'm, I'm mindful of that and know that I have to get it together. I mean, there's a lot of areas I have it together, but um, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what I got to keep focused on. Yeah. And look, you know, you you and your girlfriend are very likely to have very different paths when it comes to to, to your menopause. And, yeah. you know, it would be amazing if you both fell into the 20%, you just cruise through it and life will be dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's more likely that you will have very different experiences. Yeah. That'll, I'll have to do an episode after the fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are so many seasons that we go through and this one, uh, you know, I'm so glad that you are doing the work that you do to, to educate women and to show them how to mm, thrive in it again. Like, yeah. I think it's such an important time in a woman's life. Uh, it really is. And the other thing that I always like to talk about, and I really, really want to make sure we never lose sight of this, is mm -hmm. that what comes after 
yeah is incredible so good and it's so hard to you know you sound like such a jerk sometimes when you say this and people just think oh you're just trying to make me feel better but you know there really is this incredible opening up and um coming home almost of you know to yourself in there's this empowerment and there's this you know you don't care quite as much about what other people think and what other people say and you have this freedom and and it is expansive and beautiful and i love being postmenopausal it is an incredible season to be in definitely so true so true it's so that's, so that's what you have to look forward to tomorrow yeah <laughs> i'm excited because i can always there's always light at the end of those tunnels for mm-hmm. me now yeah. always yeah. yeah uh sonia i love hanging out with you uh ladies are going to come find you over at stellarwomen.au is that what it is or is it okay Stella? so the website is yeah. stellarwomen.com.au okay uh on instagram i'm stellarwomen underscore by underscore sonia Okay. And that's where I hang out the most. I love it. So, so grateful to have you and to know you. And I just want to get back, back <laughs> to Sydney. <laughs> I know we need a reunion. We need it. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you like what you heard, go check out what Sonia's doing. Come join us in the community over at the Now What Society. Sonia, thanks so much for hanging out. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I've loved it. I always love connecting with you. And Tamara, it's been amazing to meet you and connect with you as well. So nice to meet you as well. That Sonia, man, what do you think? Wow. I know, right? I mean, when she was diagnosed, I was like, holy bananas. This, it was so heavy. And she went through that time of her life with grace and dignity. And watching her transform over the years, it's been amazing. She's just a super cool woman. Yeah. And you would like her. Like you would like her in person. Like you would like be like, let's go hang out and have dinner. Yeah. I'm like, I already like her. Yeah. She's like so cool. But I think having that conversation gave me hope too, right? Mm -hmm. Because like Mm -hmm. she mentioned, a lot of us grow up seeing maybe what our mothers go through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, please don't be like that. But knowing that we don't have to be. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I'm just warm and fuzzy now. I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. going to be okay. Yeah. And if you're not drinking, it's going to be even better. <sighs> One up there. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yep. Okay. I'll see you later tomorrow. Bye, Lane. Bye, everyone. <laughs>